We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. My name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And we are celebrating a Detroit Lions victory. Not for the Lions, for the Packers, of course. Uh, Coming off that game today, it is about 11 o'clock at night as I'm recording this. So the dust has settled just a little bit as I am recording. And we want to go through some post-game thoughts and just kind of celebrate the victory, talk about the highs and lows that were that game today. Um, and they were a plenty. There were plenty of highs and plenty of lows. Um, but, you know, going through this, the first thing that I do want to go through is just my initial takeaways from this game. And I have five of them. The, the first one is I thought the, I thought the offensive line played a really good game tonight. Um, I thought, you, you know, you look at week one where they really struggled to run the ball and they struggled to kind of get New Orleans out of those cover two looks with the two high safeties. And the way you do that is by running the football. And yes, the Packers did get away from it last week, but they weren't very successful with Aaron Jones last week when they did try to run the ball. Um, I thought their commitment to the run game was much, much better. Their patience was much better. It needs to be better. It needed to be better. And Aaron Rodgers commented after the game last week that they hoped they would see some of those cover two looks because they would have it figured out. And, you know, sure enough, they did. And I think a lot of that lies in the hands of the offensive line. I thought Ellen Jenkins played a, a really nice game again. I, I just think, man, he is he is just a heck of a football player. Not enough good things can be said about him. It'll be interesting to kind of see this on rewatch. You know, I've only watched this game. I only I've only watched the broadcast, but um, from you know first impressions, it was impressive. I thought he played well again. I mean, his feet and pass protection are just incredible. Um, his power in the run game is is phenomenal. Uh, he did have the one holding penalty, but. Uh, that'll happen. You know, David Bakhtiari gets those, you know, almost every other week as well. So, um, you know, it, it's just something that's going to happen. I thought the young guys interior-wise did a good job. I thought, 
John Runyon, uh, John Runyon Jr. putting him in the mix. I thought that really gave them an added, you know, little pep in their step in the run game. So uh, I think that's something that we're going to see moving forward is those three interior offensive line uh, linemen being Runyon, Myers, and Newman. Uh, Newman again uh, played well. Played well. I think he's a guy that is going to be a really, really good football player for this team. I think they found a guy in the fourth round. I think he is going to struggle at times as a rookie with power. And I think you saw it a little bit again tonight that he can get, you know, he can get bullied around a little bit. And that's going to be something he's going to have to fix. And it's a technique thing. It's a strength thing. It's it's all of that. But it's something that with experience, I think he's really going to overcome. And he's just going to be a really nice player for this team. Josh Myers, same thing. Solid, just solid performance from the young from the young center. Uh, can't say enough good things about him either. They they really look promising up at that uh, you know front interior offensive line, inexperienced, uh, but promising. And I think that's something that as Packer fans we're going to have to kind of just roll with because they've been so solid up there at that interior with Elton Jenkins being an All Pro from like the time he stepped on the field uh, to Corey Lindsley being just solid as they as they get and ha- them having a lot of experience. They're young there now. So uh, this is how it's going to be. And there are going to be ups and downs. And there were some downs, but there were a lot of ups today. And then Billy Turner has just been solid. He's been a solid right tackle, uh, super underrated player on this team, but just, just a good football player. Uh, next point, now, next biggest takeaway is Eric Stokes. He has to be your starter. Absolutely has to be your starter. No way, no how. He is not your starter going into San Francisco next week. Kevin King did not play well, did not have a good game. It was obvious. Uh, you insert Eric Stokes into the lineup in the second half, and a, a lot of things went the Packers' defense. So, you know, it went their way in the second half. But some of it was Eric Stokes forcing it to go their way. You know, two two big breakups on on fourth down. The the big one on that first fourth and one, him getting the PD uh, the pass defense, and that's really the, I mean, you could point to that honestly as being the play of the game, the game that really the play that that swung it to the Packers' favor. They get the ball back, score. You know, and then they go back and it starts raining, and by that point, I mean it's it's over. So Eric Stokes, you play well. He he doesn't. It's just you think, you know, if he's going to get – he did got beat for the touchdown early. But if he's going to get beat once a game, once or twice a game, he he also can make one or two plays a game. And that's more than Kevin King's giving you right now. Kevin King is also getting beat but making no plays. And so you roll with the young guy. And I'm not – and Eric Stokes played well. It's not like you need to just put him in there because Kevin King is just so bad or has played so bad. Ke- Eric Stokes is good. He, he has played good football in a, in a limited sample size – um, albeit. So it's interesting. And the Packers just need to see what they have in him. They drafted him in the first round for a reason. We've seen that ability and let him go play, let him play, put Kevin King on the bench. It, it needs to happen. It is time. It's week three. They're one in one and they absolutely need someone on the other end of, across from Jair. Um, next point, Aaron Rodgers. He's fine. Aaron Rodgers is fine. A little bit of a freak out after week one, uh, a little bit of frustration for myself, even, you know, you can't you can't go all off season and 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 have the type of off season that he did and come out and play poorly. Uh, I don't think it was any question of when he was going to get back on track or if he was going to get back on track. Just when and it's now week two. He he made some throws tonight that vintage Aaron Rodgers. He also missed MVS twice. You know he threw five incompletions and two of them were shot touchdown plays that he just overthrew. And they'll get there. He'll get him there. Just like last week when you said he played, everything was bad. 
You know he's going to get better. You know he's going to hit those throws in the future. So that's just Aaron Rodgers. That's who he is, and that's that's what we're going to get. And that's the MVP of the league. That's that's who we saw tonight was the MVP of the league. But the MVP of the game was not the Aaron Rodgers. It had to have been Aaron Jones, right? I mean, no way you can give it to anyone else. Guy scored four touchdowns tonight, three receiving, one rushing. The Aaron Jones as a high-paid running back, you know, two games into the season, I think you you would have to say it's looking it's looking good. It's looking good so far. Uh, he's just a special player. He really, really is, and he's just a, just an absolute joy to watch. Um, I think you know he uh, he didn't have a hundred yards rushing and nothing crazy as far as you know gaudy numbers or anything like that. The numbers that he had were obviously the touchdowns. And you look at him, yeah, so 67 yards only rushing on 17 carries. As a team, I believe they ran the ball better to the tune of, well, they really, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, 3.9 yards. I, that looked better than what it actually was. Um, but 3.1 yards average rushing, and maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. And sometimes that's how it is in the NFL. You Your output maybe isn't as great as it looked, but the fact that the Packers were patient with that run game and they were able to kind of get the Lions to get out of that cover too so they could start taking some shots, that's basically what you need to do. That's smart football, and that's what the Packers are going to need to do moving forward if teams want to play them that well. Um, and it looks like I am getting a phone call from the one and only Ross Uglum. All right, and joining me live now somewhere in Wisconsin – in in the Uglum Mobile, leaving Lambeau Field, uh, was at the game this evening. Ross, um, I just have three questions for you: two from Twitter and one from myself. Number one from me: What was it like being back at Lambeau Field with the crowd back? It was it was so cool, man. I mean, you you just it was a borderline playoff atmosphere to be honest with you i know andy herman tweeted that out andy was there with our good friends maggie and perry and also dusty evilly um it was just such a cool experience to just see you know normalcy um and it's not that we've got the pandemic beat certainly not uh but you know it was cool to feel normal again it was cool to see 77,000 people in Lambeau Field. Um, fun to watch a, a Lambeau leap. Fun to be back in the press box. Uh, fun to see people tailgating and, um, you know, going into the pro shop and blowing dough on merch <laughs> and, uh, you know, playing playing yard games in parking lots, man. It, it, was, it was cool. It, it was very, very cool. Good. Yeah, no, and that's – from the broadcast, even I mean, you could almost feel the electricity through through the TV. Um, so that's incredible. Um, question that I have for you from Mark Wellner um, at Mark W Wellner, and he's at, he's asking who won some starting gigs not named Stokes and Runyon, if anyone. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. Um, I I think they're going to have to find in. And maybe this is another question you've got down the road here, but I think they're going to have to find more time for Slayton and Heflin. Um, I don't, I don't think they can continue to live and die by Tyler Lancaster because it's a lot of die, unfortunately, yeah, right now. It is. Did you see? I know our buddy Fennel, Ben Fennel, tweeted. I mean, on that first third and one, I mean, he's five yards in the backfield on his back. Like it's just you can't that you can't 
that can't be what you're getting out of the nose tackle position. Um, but I guess a different way, I guess you could ask this question from, from Mark is, would you lock in Stokes and Runyon as your starters moving forward? Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers-Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit TickPick.com slash Packaday today and use promo code code Packaday to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets. Did you know that two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they turn 35? Spoiler alert, there's a reason I usually wear a hat when recording my Packaday videos. As I've gotten older, my hairline isn't quite what it once was. That's why I decided to try Keeps. Keeps has been so easy to use, giving me access to easy hair loss treatment and prescription medication delivered directly to my home. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair with treatment starting at just $10 per month, and Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash packaday to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash packaday to get your first month free. keeps.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I really would. You know, I think um, they played around with King at nickel and Jaw at nickel. And you know, when they get Vernon Scott back, I wonder, wonder if there's a little bit more savage at nickel um, with Jaw with Jaw and Stokes on the outside. Um, but man, I just. If you look at what, the work that Casey Hayward is doing for the Raiders right now on a $4 million contract, and you realize the Packers fired on Kevin King for one year and $5 million, you just have to wonder. And I know hindsight's twenty twenty and all that, but, boy, it, it, it's hard not to just kind of wonder how something like that happens and how <sighs> um, how they decided that they needed to get married to Kevin King all over again is uh, is a tough one for me. I I, I don't uh, I don't quite understand that. And they did address the position with uh, you know obviously selecting Stokes and, and he looked really good. But there's still it seems one corner short, and I don't know where that's you know going to come from. Uh, I've seen some Richard Sherman buzz. I can about tell you that's not going to happen. Um, and I just don't know. Uh, Shamar John Charles was inactive tonight. He was not, I don't think, particularly good in the preseason. I still like him long term as a as an inside corner piece. But man, by hook or by crook, they got to get somebody who isn't Eric Stokes or Jair Alexander on the field. And I couldn't even imagine how you'd feel if one of those guys got hurt. Oof. Not good. Not great. Um, yeah, for sure. Not great. And what were your thoughts on, I know Eric Stokes is absolutely driving content right now. I mean, people want to see more Eric Stokes. People are excited about him. Obviously he made some of the plays in the game tonight. Um, particularly the first fourth down play was, was huge. Um, already talked about that, but how did he look live? Um, did you get a chance to even really you know, zone in on him or, you know, or anything, or do you have any takes from the press box? Easy speed, easy speed. I mean, I know that Packers fans might feel a little jaded just because, you know, Kevin King was billed to them as this super athlete. And I think injuries took some of that away. In fact, I think injuries took a lot of that away, which again, why did they resign him? I think it's a valid question, but ultimately um, the young man showed that he's got it all. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm not saying he's even going to be a quality starter, but he's got everything that you would want from an athletic perspective. He's smooth. He's fluid. He's fast. He doesn't panic when the ball's in the air. If Jerry Gray can continue to develop this young man, I really think they're going to have something. And right now, right now, at this very moment, he's playing better football than Kevin King. So right now, he's got to kind of be your guy, I think. I think so, too. And that's what I said earlier was my take on him just from watching the broadcast is, um, you know, I I said I think he's – not only not only is Kevin King playing really poorly, um, I think Eric Stokes played well tonight. So it's not like it's not like a, a spot where Kevin King has just been so god awful that they have no other option but to play the young guy and hope he plays well. 
Um, and, and, and I guess in a way it kind of is that, but I was impressed with Stokes tonight. Um, so I think that there's at least some, some hope there in that secondary. And the next speaking of, you know, hope and, you know, these guys that, that bring that kind of spark hope are some of the young guys that can come in and play. And you alluded to it earlier with, with TJ Slayton. And I believe the question, and I'll look for it, um, I've lost it. But it, the question was basically, TJ Slayton, where is he and why? Here, that's from Roger Roger Shue. TJ, where is Slayton and why? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a very, very, very legitimate question. Um, I, I don't – I mean, hey, I'll be the first one to tell you that rookie defensive linemen are usually not very good. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, Kenny Clark was kind of an exception, but Kenny Clark was a much better player as a second year and third year player than he was as a rookie. And you see that all the time up and down with defensive linemen. And, and it's, I don't think it's any different with, with uh, Slayton. With that said, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he and Heflin, what we saw in the preseason is better than what we're seeing from, from Lancaster and even at times Lowry. I mean, I don't, I can't think of a single play where I'm thinking, boy, it's a good thing. Lowry is it, you know, Lowry's on this team and not fourth round rookie X or street free agent Y. Um, and I understand that there were some cap gymnastics performed around keeping Lowry, but uh, I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how much I believe those were justified either. Frankly, yeah, I think it's the Packers are almost loyal to a fault with some of these guys that they draft and develop. You know, regardless of what the quarterback says, um, they keep some of these guys around maybe when they shouldn't. But you know, that's that is a topic for a, for another podcast for an off season podcast. But. Um, here, here's one more good one, Ross, before I let you go, just because I think this question basically encapsulates everything that we're, that we're feeling right now as, as uh, Packers followers. And that is, and that is from Smod. Smod eight. Does this win make you believe in the Packers? Do you still have concerns? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I still have concerns. Uh, I, I don't even know though, if I'm moving off of my, off of my prediction of 12 and five, um, you know, which obviously means they go 11 and four the rest of the way. That's a lot of wins. Yeah. But a long-term, I still have major concerns. I think they figured a thing out with Eric Stokes tonight that, that I think can give you some, some, some hope, you know, get you feeling good. But at the same time, I mean, unless there's, a significant jump in play or a, and I think there are still some dudes out there, not obviously stars, you know, or they'd be on a team now, but I, I still think there are some, some defensive line bodies out there that could maybe come in and help. But right now that defensive line spot, which is kind of odd because it's the exact same dudes that were on the team last year. But in this same, in this very defense those guys have just got to 
penetrate more. They have to cause more havoc. And that's something I mentioned in the GSET TV draft guide about some some round some round peg square holes in that with the exception of Kings of Kiki, who hasn't looked great yet, they don't really have these upfield disruptors, these smaller, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 290 guys that get up and down the field like an Aaron Donald, which obviously they don't have Aaron Donald on the roster, but like an Aaron Donald or like some of the guys that they've had, um, like a Mike Daniels even, or, or but just some of the guys that you see on the Rams roster. And Dean Lowry's not that guy. Tyler Lancaster's not that guy. Um, honestly, Kenny Clark's not really that guy, although you do need a nose in this this defense. They just have some odd fits on that defensive line when it when you're trying to compare it to like the Chargers or the or the uh, Rams in the way that they run this person or run this defense personnel wise. Yeah, and I think with this defense, the, what we got to see tonight in the second half is kind of what they're built for, and that is playing with the lead. But I think the concern that's on everyone's mind is, is this like, this Packers team is talented enough to win your 12 games, to go 12-5, and five, but are they talented enough to beat the other contenders? You know, it, it's one thing to build your defense to play that way, against a team that essentially, you know, can, can come out here and, you know, they can blow the doors off them offensively. But what does it look like when you're playing a team that can score with you and that can shut you down and they can even slow you down on offense? Does it just get ugly like the Saints? And I think that's a valid question for Packers fans to have right now. So um, it is it is an interesting question. Um, Ross, thank you for joining us. Um, I'll let you go. Um, drive, drive safe. And you're actually you sound you sound like you're going through a washing machine right now. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, but I'll talk to you later, buddy. It is absolutely monsooning in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right now. That's what's going on. Oh, so I'm close. I'm actually close. Washing machine. All right, buddy. Well, hey, stay safe. Get somewhere dry. I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. So there was Ross. Ross again. He was at uh, at the game tonight. Um, hitting on some of the things that we had already talked about. But, guys, that's kind of it. I think that's a great question there is, you know, with, with this team, is is this a team that you're confident in? And I don't know. You know, I just really don't know if this is a team that I'm confident that can make it to the Super Bowl after two weeks. Now, I will say this. Defense is is a volatile side of the ball. Things can change on a dime. Uh, I go back to two years ago when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl uh, their defense was absolutely atrocious the first half of the year. And by the end of the year, they're playing really good situational football. And that defense um, honestly kept them in the game against the 49ers. And they were able to come back and win. And uh, it can change. And that's kind of what you rely on and what you hope for. You you really obviously hope that guys like Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage, guys that were kind of um, painted in this light of breakout players this year, I think, you know, that's not going great so far. What have they done? You know, Rashawn Gary had the nice play tonight, but that was more just Jared Goff throwing an empty hand wet ball. And Dar- Darnell Savage, if you told me he didn't play tonight, I probably would have told you, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see him. Um, so it'll be interesting to go back and kind of look at the All-22 and see if there's something more to glean from from their performance tonight, but it is something that I think is worth keeping an eye on. 
Um, obviously, it is a long season. That is how we should feel after all these early games. Um, if the Packers can stack up wins, can make it to the playoffs, anything can happen. This team is talented enough to win the Super Bowl, no doubt. No doubt this team is talented enough. Um, but I think you just look at things that have happened in the past and just kind of ask yourself, and it's fair to ask yourself, is that going to happen again? Is this going to be a team that just lays an egg in the NFC Championship game? We've already had – we've played two games this year, and there's already been one where they talked about they didn't have the juice. So – when are when do we get these juiceless performances? Uh, that is one of the questions. So, um, you know, as of right now, I think it's important to just enjoy enjoy the victory. You know, it's fun. It's fun to get wins in the NFL. They don't come easy, and it's always something that you want to make sure you uh, you relish whenever you get them. And it's always you know it's more fun to beat a divisional opponent because the Packers beat a divisional opponent. And the Bears did not. I believe that would give the Packers the uh, the lead in the NFC North. Also, doesn't matter whatsoever two weeks into the season. But uh, for those of you that care, and you know, whatever. So, um, guys, thanks for joining us. It is late. I've got to uh, work in the morning, and I'm gonna I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get out of here. Thanks for joining us. Um, as always. Had a fun night, had a fun time this evening, and I'm, I'm butchering this 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 exit. So I'm just going to say this: Thanks for joining us, and go back up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.